Hey guys, and welcome to the Money Podcast. Imagine the internet coming to life. Instead of words on a screen, it's a three-dimensional world. You don't read it, you don't watch it, you step into it. You transform into an avatar, a three-dimensional graphical representation of yourself, and you interact with others in a virtual world. That's the metaverse. Maybe coming sooner than you think. If you've used a virtual reality headset to play a game, you've experienced some of what the metaverse has to offer. It's a three-dimensional experience. You can look in any direction. You're not watching a game, you're inside the game. Now, imagine extending that virtual reality experience into non-gaming situations, shopping at a mall, meeting with your customers, hanging out with your friends and family, going to a concert, a bar, a baseball game, sitting across a desk from me right now while I do my podcast. In short, the metaverse is a convergence of our physical and digital selves. Want to know more? Good, because that's what this week's Money Podcast is all about. We're going to talk about the upcoming leap in technology that may rival cell phones and the internet in terms of its impact on the world. More important, we're going to talk about ways you can profit from what's ahead. As usual, my co-host will be financial journalist Miranda Marquette. Hello, Miranda. Hello, Stacy. I'm excited. Can you tell? Yeah. <laughs> and listening in and sometimes contributing is our producer and novice investor, Aaron Freeman. Hello, Aaron. I can't feel my body in the metaverse. I know. Here I am looking like a three-dimensional cartoon character. Okay, guys, before we get started, our usual disclaimer. Should you hear about investments on this podcast, that does not mean they're recommendations. Never, inve never invest solely based on our advice because we don't know your personal situation. you got to form your own opinions. you got to make your own decisions, okay? Okay, let's get back to the topic at hand, which is, of course, the metaverse. So I have a question for you, too. I just, I've been doing a little more research on this since we discussed it last. Have you ever heard of a book called Snow Crash? Yes. You have? Well, I'm a sci-fi person, so uh -huh. I read a lot of sci-fi. So apparently, I was impressed to learn that the author of this book, Snow Crash, which was written, by the way, in 1992, the author's name is Neil Stephenson, and he coined the phrase metaverse. Guess what else he coined? Or he didn't coin the phrase, but guess who started using the word avatar? Also him, coming from Snow Crash. Did you know that, Miranda? Um, I mean, I knew that they used the word avatar in there. I didn't know that's kind of where it came from, I guess. Um, I mean... <laughs> he started yeah. using it in that context. Actually, I, I had to yeah. look this up. I did not know this. But avatar is actually the incarnation of a deity. It's from the Hindu yes. religion. Right, and of so, a deity in human or animal form. Yeah, and that's kind of why I, I didn't realize it was used in that, you know, idea, because I am, you know, <laughs> I do like me Avatar: The Last Airbender, <laughs> not the movie, the the TV series. But let's not let's not talk about those geeky things. Let's talk about money things in the metaverse. Well, let's talk about what the metaverse really is first. And actually, and I want to ask both of your opinions. I, and both of you guys, I didn't know you as much as as Aaron. I knew Aaron's all into sci-fi too. Um, and, and also into the internet and things of that sort, as am I, but not as much, I, I don't believe, as you two are. So let me ask you this question. Do you think the metaverse is going to be as big of a deal as I just said? I, I, again, let's explain just to make sure everybody knows where we are. We're all on the same page here. The metaverse is going to be like, if you've ever seen, well, I want to say Ready Player One, that movie, <laughs> or, the, or the movie Avatar. But, but th those are actually, you actually leave your body and become the avatar in, the, in both those movies, right? They're, they're basically like lying, their bodies are lying somewhere, but their actual selves are, are, are you know, being projected into some avatar. We're not talking about that. You will actually still be sitting at your desk. 
but your your experience of the internet will be more three dimensional. That that's my understanding of it. Is that your understanding as well, guys? I think down the road, I think that's what they're talking about. I think in the immediate, I think they're talking about you just sitting on your couch. Um, have you guys ever done any virtual reality? Yes. So a little bit. Um, How long did you last? <laughs> yeah, I lasted about 15 minutes. I, I did too. <laughs> I've done lots of virtual reality. And I, well, and truth be told, my wife uh, tends to buy me bleeding edge stuff. So I, I got um, Oculus Rift when it came out, the time that's hooked up to your computer. In fact, Aaron had to beef up my computer so I could use it. I mean, you have to have like a $500 video card to even use it at all. And then more recently, that was, I don't know, five years ago. More recently, she got me the um, Oculus, I forgot what it's called now, but it's portable. It doesn't have to hook up to your computer, so you can walk around your house with it on. So I've used it quite quite a bit, but at the same time, I have to say this. I haven't used I don't use it that often. I don't, yeah. I, and yeah. why not? It's super cool when you put it on. Yeah, I put one of those headsets on, and I same with Miranda. I lasted 15 minutes. I was exhausted. I was like, this is really cool. It's really immersive. I really loved it. I thought this was the coolest thing ever. I thought, wow, this is this is the future of video games. I would love to be here. But I got exhausted. I'm like, I can't do this. <laughs> yeah. And I think and I think too, part of the idea of the metaverse is is kind of taking because there there have been augmented reality apps that you can use. Um, you know, um, I think that Pokemon Go is a really good example of augmented reality where, you know, you hold your phone up there and you can see like the park, but there's also the little Pokemon there that you're gonna try and catch. And um and you know, and Google had their Google glasses ages ago where you could like put them on and pull up like like a map to overlay what you're doing and, and, and things like that. So I mean there's there's stuff like that that kind of exists, but like you said, the the idea of the metaverse is this idea of complete immersion where you can be you don't have to be sitting on your couch or in your house. You'll have these kinds of devices that can help you, like for instance, maybe be walking next to somebody that lives a hundred miles away and maybe you guys can walk next to each other and feel like you're walking next to each other and have a conversation while you're interacting with the real world as all as well it's it's kind of a trippy thing to think about but it's also very interesting the, the metaverse that we're discussing here today the thing that's uh, we're on the cusp of is, is a fake universe it's not real well, yeah. the, well, I, the, the idea here is the idea here is that you can incorporate what's going on in your in your online space with what's going on in your real world space. And it's a little more seamless than some of the choppy ways we do it now, right? Like virtual reality is you putting on a headset and sort of entering this online space and interacting with it, but you can't really go about your regular daily life <laughs> doing Oculus Rift. It doesn't work, right? Or you have these augmented reality apps where you can go out into the real world and bring in a little piece of your video game or whatever and add that to your real world experience like Pokemon Go does with this augmented reality. And so you can kind of do that, but that's really still very much a separation. The idea of the metaverse is that you will be able to kind of merge these two things together and still go about your daily life while bringing some of your on life along online life along with you. Like I was saying before, like the idea of, okay, well, I'm going to walk to work now. I have a friend who lives in a different city and, you know, we're going to go for a walk together. So like my friend, Sean, who lives in Northern Idaho, like we can't, sometimes we go on walks together where we just call each other on the phone and we're both going for a walk and it's a really great way for us to catch up while we're getting exercise. Well, with the metaverse, we'd both be able to enter sort of 
we'd be able to go outside, we'd be able to see what's going on around us, but we'd also be able to enter some kind of online world where instead of just talking to each other, like a, a his avatar could feel like it's walking next to me and I could see his avatar walking next to me. He could see my avatar walking next to him and would be more like we're having a conversation and feel more like we're physically connected, even though we are not in each other's physical company. <laughs> And if you look at all the predictions out there, and if you look at the statistics, I say this metaverse thing is going to happen. Here's a couple of things I wanted to say. First of all, there's a huge distinction. I read I read an interview, Miranda, with this guy, Neil Stevenson, the author of Snow Crash. Um, and by the way, this guy in a 1992 book, he predicted mobile computing, virtual reality, wireless internet, digital currency, smartphones, and augmented reality headsets. Uh, so apparently this guy is, in fact, uh, Jeff Bezos is apparently a big fan of his. He's, he's a very popular guy. Anyway, he, he said, be sure and make a distinction between virtual reality and augmented reality. The metaverse will be virtual reality. And he said, these are so disconnected that they have nothing to do with each other. Augmented reality is being able to see where you actually are and having artificial things put in front of you in, in your actual environment. Whereas virtual reality is all virtual. You're not seeing anything in your actual environment. Right. So it's a, it's a different universe. It's an yeah. artificial universe. Yeah. Yeah. And and when the when this comes along, theoretically, it's going to have its own economy. It's going to be complete with jobs, shopping areas, and media. So you might go to a building in the metaverse called Money Talks News. And in that building, you might find me, or you might find a movie theater with videos, or you might find a desk with somebody with in information about how to invest your 401k. I'll, I'll sit there and talk to you about index funds. I'll just sit in the lounge with you. <laughs> we'll have we'll have a glass of wine and I'll talk to you about index funds. Right. And you know, I, I have no doubt that that's true. Well, I think that's why I brought up the how long can you handle virtual reality? And I don't know, I was trying to find a statistic on that. And I don't know how long can you sit there with one of the headsets unless they can get like super light or get embedded into your brain. Good point. Now, and the, okay, I also, here's another, I, I read this article, maybe you guys did too. I for, I've actually forgotten what it was in now. I think it might've been the New York Times, but anyway, it was a, a, a reporter actually went to a meeting in the metaverse, uh, courtesy of Facebook. And he sat in a conference room, his avatar sat in a conference room. And he said the experience was not all that. <laughs> he, said, he said it was interesting. Now remember, you're, whatever you're doing, your avatar is doing. So you have to, first of all, you have to get an avatar made if you want to look like you anyway. Uh, but anyway, w w he was sitting in this room with other reporters and it looked like a conference room, you know, obviously um, in animation. Uh, and when you turned his head, the, you know, turned his head, the, his avatar turned his head. So he said the advantage of it was that you had to pay attention <laughs> because you were literally sitting in a room with other people. Uh, well, you literally weren't, but your avatar was. Uh, but he said it was also kind of a pain in the ass because he was, had to wear these headsets and didn't really see what it would accomplish. All right, I just pulled so, it up. So the average session of VR for VR use in 2019 was 19.7 minutes. Oh, really? So is it fair to say, and you guys are, are, more, are, are more up to date on this stuff than I am. Is it fair to say that you're more eh when it comes to the metaverse and not gung-ho? Or, or, or do you think there is some... 
there is some here here i think there's something there but i think it's probably going to lay more in the two-dimensional world than it will be in the in the 3d world until that 3d world gets a little bit easier for us to deal with um so the usa today had uh had a little article in july last month that um there are 227 million americans said they play video games and that's up from 214 just the previous year and um an IPOS research surveyed 4,000 adults and said 55% said they played more video games during the pandemic. And most players, most of them, 90% of them said they will continue to play once the country reopens. So that's that's quite an uptick in, in video game use. And it, yeah, and it's probably feeding this this trend, right, the no. metaverse, huh? Oh, you know what? Before what we need to do next, we don't have we don't have to do it immediately, but what we need to do is talk about how we're gonna make money from this. But before we do that. I need to take a super quick break because we need to make money from this. <laughs> so I'll be right back. Okay, here we are. Uh, okay, did you want to finish that thought, Aaron, before we start talking about precisely how you're supposed to make money from this upcoming metaverse? Um, well, some other interesting things, like the average video game player is about 31 years old. Wow, um, I would have thought it was way younger. Yeah, 67% uh, of Americans, adults 18 plus are players. 76% of U.S. children under 18 are players. Um, let's see, uh, what is that? 80% of video game players in the U.S. are over 18. We got um, more than, here's, here's one, more than half of all gamers, this would be, I think, worldwide, I think, more than half of all gamers, 51% played seven plus hours weekly. Yeah, I think it would be more. But that's, that's, a video that's game, at least an interactive video game played played over the internet with other players is essentially a metaverse, isn't it? Essentially, yes. Yeah, you're seeing yeah. other players yeah, with Fort, avatars. Fortnite and all those kind of games, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, do, do you guys do that? Do you guys play video games? So I don't actually play video games. I just I just had a hard time getting into it in that weird kind of space Um where uh, I'm in that kind of millennial to Gen X crossover space where I'm just, you know, I just miss being a digital native. Uh, but at the same time, I really enjoy being online. I enjoy the connectivity, but I just never got into video games. Uh, I don't have a problem with video games and I have lots of friends who enjoy them and play them. Um, but I just have different ways that I enjoy. Uh, like I like reading better. I enjoy, you know, um, just I, I enjoy other activities, um, but I do have lots of friends who love video games. They really enjoy it. And, you know, I don't mind you know, occasionally getting on there and uh, playing Tekken. <laughs> and, uh, I don't even know what that is. It's it's a video game. It's an old video game and uh, button, button smashing the crap out of whoever I'm playing and then moving on with my life. So but what Aaron, what you were trying to say, Aaron, and you didn't make this direct connection, but I assume what you were trying to say is because of the growth of video games, the the reception of the metaverse would would be would be enhanced right because I, because I it's, it it's a grow. short step from video gaming to metaverse is I that what you so. were trying to say i think so and you're already seeing sense. uh brand names and stuff like that sell items so if you have um, i don't know for example let's say you have a fortnite avatar uh it's a little gaming human being uh and you want to dress them up you can buy outfits for that avatar with real money you know it's so weird um, and then, of course, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of no different than you dressing yourself up. You know, the cool thing is in the digital world is that that clothing never wears out. <laughs> <You know? laughs> well, I guess not since it's not real. <laughs> well, it's real in there. I mean, um, you want to get really heady. There's uh, real physicists out there saying that we live in a simulated world. 
Oh, you're talking about the Matrix. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which, by the way, there's. Do you know they're coming up with a fourth Matrix? Great. <laughs> yeah, I just read this, and uh, Keanu Reeves is going to be in it. Now, now we're now we're digressing though. Okay, so we all agreed. I I think the metaverse is something that's going to happen. At the outset of this podcast, what I said was this is going to be as big of a deal as cell phones, as big of a deal as the internet. Bigger, I said. And this is something I read. I didn't make that up. Um, but I'm wondering if that's actually going to be true, at least in our lifetimes. I, I don't know. But it's it's certainly something that we that I think will occur at, on some level. Well, I but think you we, gotta, do we all agree on that? Yeah, they're, they're talking about having a completely enclosed universe where you're working, you're shopping, you're, you're living this alternate life. You know, you can live it as a dragon. You can live it as an elf. You know, do whatever you want to do. And... Uh, I see and that it's already happening. It's already happening, and I I can see that it, it growing. I don't, you know, it depends. It, it's hard to predict the future, but I can see other use cases out of it. So let's let's try to find a, a real one. Uh, you know, we can do a parallel between shopping at a real you know, big box store versus shopping on Amazon. You know, how many how many times have we all said this will never happen because we want to go to the store and we want to touch and we want to feel that product. You know, but then now we find we're all shopping on Amazon. And I think that is a use case. I right. agree with you. Because Amazon could just bring that to your door. You like it. You don't like it. You don't like it. You, sh you ship it back, right? So it's kind of. But, but what you're saying is you could, you might be able to go to the best, best buy in the metaverse and actually look at something and have a better feel for it than you're seeing a picture of it on Amazon. Is it's that possible. true? Exactly. Yeah. So let's that like, makes like sense. a recent article about Ford said we're we're not going to we're thinking about moving away from dealerships and, and instead of building a bunch of cars that nobody buys have them only build to order. So how do you, how do you figure out what, if you like that truck or not, or that car? Well, you're gonna have to go into the metaverse and maybe put your headset on and go sit in that, that Ford truck before you go and buy it. Right. And yeah. so the metaverse there could it, it could be like a leap frog into that thing where you're mixing the real world with the virtual world. And I can see a lot and, of you know, some of the stuff like I wasn't joking before when it, when I sort of first started reading about this, I thought we might have a money talks news building in a virtual mall, you know, the, the or virtual money talks store, I should say, in, in a virtual personal finance metaverse mall. And and I and if we did that, we would have to build that and we might have to pay for it. And so, you know, for people to come in and we might have to do that because if everybody starts going to the metaverse, maybe, maybe our website doesn't work anymore. Right. Maybe we have to, to, and that, and real money right. I might have to pay to, to have our money talks store in a personal finance mall. Right. And people think in, in terms of, uh, like Nintendo. So they're thinking these little avatars are these weird little creatures, but with higher end, uh, computers, you could go down to a local, uh, virtual store that can actually do a 3d rendering of your whole entire body and then give you that in a usb drive go here's you here you are here's your real life avatar we got you your exact dimensions now you can take that and have your real true self in your virtual world world and you go to the clothing store and they can literally wrap you in all the clothes so you can see what you look like you know in your this is this is really kind of making my head spin a little yeah. bit actually because how how is how are Fake clothes going to make me know what I how, what, what my avatar looks like in in fake clothes going to know how I that just how's that going to tell me how I'm going to look in real clothes I, I don't get that well because uh, the studio that you would go to has a, a 3D camera that that literally scans you and gives you a, a full body representation of who you are down to the exact measurements 
you could then take yourself into your metaverse and go shopping at your metaverse oh, okay. store. So it looks like me and the clothes look like it the looks actual like you, clothes. These are looks just like, like cartoon clothes. clothes. You go in there, you shop for the clothes and you can like, like, so let's say Amazon actually has a clothing store that deals with a metaverse. And now you take your real virtual self, go to that store. They throw those clothes on you. You get to see what it looks like before you, they even come to your door. Now they don't even oh, okay. have to, now they don't have to worry about shipping clothes to you. You can see if you like them or not. So I, I see cool. where this is like the merger between the metaverse and the real world more than I could see living in the metaverse. I knew you would dig this subject, Aaron. Yeah. This is all, you're, you're, you're so down with this sort of thing. So, okay, now, before people get mad at us, before we have to quit our podcast, let's tell people how they're supposed to make money on this. Because, God, don't you wish you could go back and invest before the Internet became a thing? Wouldn't you have loved to bought Amazon in 1995? I mean, Jesus. So if there's any opportunity whatsoever for us to get on the ground floor of the metaverse, I sure want to. How are we going to do it? You got anybody have ideas? I've got I've got a bunch of stocks here. I don't know whether you guys do or not. <laughs> well, I mean, first of all, I mean, kind of start looking at, you know, who's who's actually developing this metaverse, Facebook. I mean, many of us feel like Facebook is the evil empire, but they're all in on this. And so if you think the metaverse is going to take off, and if you think Facebook as a leader in the metaverse is going to be, you know, the thing to do, then that might be one stock to consider. But uh, because I am who I am, there's a metaverse ETF. And so I could just get them all in one. What a great idea. There is a metaverse <laughs> ETF. What's it called? Metaverse ETF? It is called Metaverse ETF, I believe. So if you, if you just see. put that in Google, you just put Metaverse yeah. ETF. There may be more than one. Yeah, they just started in July 30th of this year. Yeah. So it's kind of, is, is it it's, like a Kathy Wood vehicle? It's very new. Yeah. Yeah. So it's the Round Hill Ball Metaverse ETF. Uh, and uh, it it's, they, they put together a Metaverse index that basically looks at, okay, they're, they're an indexing firm that looks at different companies that are going to be involved in the metaverse. So, and it's not just, and it's not just, you know, software, it's like the hardware that supports it. It's uh, content services, it's payment services, because you've got to, like you were saying, if you're going to go into a store and buy clothing for your virtual avatar, um, then, or even if you're going to buy store for your virtual avatar, clothing in the store for your virtual avatar that also matches what you're going to have shipped to your actual home, then yeah, you're going to need payment services. And so there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of different areas that kind of get pulled into this uh, to build the infrastructure of the metaverse. And those are the kinds of companies that would be in this sort of ETF. Well, well, you know, I found that when I was doing research on exactly how I'm supposed to invest in the metaverse, most of the stocks that came up were ones that it's it's not going to be too risky because they're already big companies in many other ways, like Facebook, for example. I mean, you know, you could buy Facebook for Facebook and get the metaverse's icing on that cake. You know, same same thing with Apple's one of the stocks I saw. Um, Ro now Roblox. I've, I've been looking at the stock. Do you guys know Roblox? R O B L O X. Uh, I've heard um, of Roblox. Sounds familiar. It's it's relatively new. Check it out. The the symbol is R B L X. Oh, fun! So they can you can you can like users can create games and then you can play other people's games. That's yes, fun. and you can also create the metaverse. And, and so this is a really popular app with kids. Apparently, well, not just with kids, but but it allows you to create your own game also to create your own metaverse so and and the uh the symbol by the way again is rblx the stock as we speak is about 87 bucks a share the high for the year is 103 
uh, and it came, it came out this year. It came out in June, I think. I'm not – wait, let me see. I, I'm pretty sure it went public this year. Yeah, it went public uh, on, in March at about 45 bucks. So anyway, I've been thinking about getting this. I'm going to wait for a correction before I do it because, as you might imagine, with lots of these high-tech names, this is, has, has a P.E. ratio of a billion. You know, so, I mean, they're, they're not even close to profitable. But, it, but it's an interesting thing. But most of the stocks that I, that I saw to, to invest into the, in the metaverse were Microsoft, Facebook, Apple, NVIDIA, which I already own, Amazon. You know, so you can, you can invest in the, the promise of the metaverse with, by buying some of the biggest tech companies on the planet, which makes sense, obviously. They're the ones who are going to be doing this. So that's oh, Alphabet is one of them. Um, Taiwan Semiconductor. I'm just looking through a list of Qualcomm. A lot of these stocks I already own anyway. But I'm happy to know that there may be some additional revenue coming from these stocks down the line. On the other side of the, of the coin, though, uh, the metaverse may not be able to move the needle on stocks that have a $2 trillion market cap. But those are the, those are the things to own. I mean, technically, I already do. A lot of the stocks that are involved with the metaverse are part of various ETFs or indexes I already uh, have shares in. So, so, you know, technically, I'm probably already there. Yeah, well, exactly. Me too. I mean, look at I own. I'm looking at for 15 stocks. As a matter of fact, now I'm looking at the uh, the biggest holdings in that ETF you talked about, and I already own half of them as it is. Yeah. So, so. I'm a big tech investor. So, uh, but for you folks who who are not investing in tech, this might be another incentive to do so. Coming down the pike. What do you think, Aaron? Are you a big? Are you going to be a big investor in the metaverse? Uh, I don't know. Uh, obviously, that metaverse ETF has been ping ponging between 15 and 14 bucks for the past three months i mean so that thing has an expense ratio of 0.75 percent um, yeah 0.75 that, seems pretty high to me is that, that's pretty high for something like that isn't it yeah so i, it's I pretty, think it is yeah part of the reason you're going to end up with a high um expense ratio on something like this type of new etf is that it's going to be actively managed and so they'll charge you a high, higher expense ratio and there are actively managed etfs that have lower expense ratios but if you really want something that has a really low expense ratio it's all about those broad market index etfs we're looking at 0.04% expense ratios on those and you know and if you look at the if you look at their the their most popular holdings in that etf the the uh, metaverse etf they're all the stocks in the S&P 500 anyway. <laughs> they're they're Facebook, Apple, Alphabet, uh Microsoft. I mean, right, you can get a you can get a better deal with a lot yeah, of other I ETFs. Mean, it, may, it might be worth it, but I'm glad you brought that up though, Eric, cuz it's something we should always mention along with a recommendation to look at an ETF. We should also be we should also always caution people to see how much they cost. And and look at you can see what their holdings are. Just go to their page and look it up. Uh, and if they're if they're holding the same stuff that the S and P five hundred index funds holding, then somebody's making a lot of money for doing not a lot of work. I mean, this is one of the reasons why I do like the broad based indexing is because you can get really cheap and get a hold of most of these, uh, get exposure to most of these assets anyway. I'm glad I asked that question. Me too. You're so good. Okay, we're done with the metaverse. We can go right back and answer a real question from a person who's not an avatar. An <laughs> Let's actual, do it. An actual listener. Uh, this one is from Kathy. How do you feel about precious metals in as a retirement investment? Kathy, I'm not a huge fan. Uh, I, I own some gold. 
I, I, I own some Bitcoin too, for that matter. But, um, but I, I do own some gold. I have for many years. It's a very small part of my portfolio. I understand that a lot of people, if you, if you look at a lot of uh, financial news, you see a lot of ads for gold. Uh, and you have forever. I mean, this has been around for decades. So I understand where you're getting the question from. Probably a commercial you saw on some TV show. Uh, but if you want to have a little bit in gold, that's fine. But remember, gold does not pay a dividend. Uh, gold is not a company that produces products. I, I would rather have you. I'd rather you have the lion's share of your investing uh, in, in real stocks in like an S&P 500 index fund. If you want to have a little bit in gold as a hedge against inflation or political uncertainty. I have no problem with that, but don't overdo it. 10% max. And frankly, I'd rather see five. Does that answer the question? Yeah, I think so. And I think that's a really good point is that, um, you know, they pump up precious metals all the time. And one of the things that I talk about a lot is, is, you know what, you know, I don't have anything against if you want a little gold in your portfolio. Cool. It's nice to have something tangible. Uh, as, as a species, we've really enjoyed gold for millennia because of how pretty and shiny it is. But at the same time, the reality of the situation is that if we actually get into some sort of weird economic crisis situation and money like money as we know it is no good, what is the gold going to do for you? Who is going to want your gold when what they really need is food, shelter, <laughs> clothing, a way to get food? So, I mean, I think it's really important to understand how gold fits in your portfolio, why you're using gold in your portfolio. Does it work? Can it work as part of a, a hedge against inflation? Sure. Can it work as a potential store of value? Sure. Is it going to really be something that's going to provide you long-term growth in your portfolio and the economy that we live in right now? Eh, we'll see. So I really like what, what Stacy says about, hey, let's limit how much gold you have in your portfolio and let's really focus on what are your goals and how does it work in your portfolio to reach your goals well said i could not have said it better and do, do not fall for this stuff about you know the world's about to end by gold uh, and, and you know th what's the high for gold this year because there's been a whole bunch of inflation fear this year right as, as there has been actually for several years now ever since the federal reserve started printing money uh, about 10 years ago uh, people have been freaked out and, and, but gold has been, I don't know, but let me see. Well, so right now, gold is, is hovering around $1,800 an ounce. Uh, the stock market's down today. We'll talk probably talk about that more in our uh, market update episode. But, uh, you know, this year... Um, oh, it started in January at 1913, and right now it's 1800 1794 yeah. So it hadn't actually been, been uh, anything to write home about this year. I, I'd just right. be a little cautious. I, I own more of it than I should, frankly. I really thought gold would take off this year because of inflation fear, but it has not occurred. So don't uh, don't put too much in it. I think we made that clear. Uh, we are out of time, guys. We are never, however, out of topic. Dig deeper. You're going to find links to lots more info in our show notes. Lots of links to stories about the metaverse. You, wanna, you should check it out so you'll understand it too. And remember, if your goal is to make more, to spend less, to retire rich, your online home is moneytalksnews.com. And don't forget to check out Miranda's online home as well. That is Miranda Marquit, M-A-R-Q-U-I-T.com. you got a question, comment, or topic you'd like to suggest, we'd love to hear from you. Email us at hello at moneytalksnews.com. That's hello at moneytalksnews.com. And one last thing, if you appreciate what we do, then do something for us. Subscribe to this podcast. Takes you two seconds. 
really helps us. So if you like us, show us and subscribe. I'm Stacey Johnson. And I'm Miranda Marquette. And I'm Avatar Aaron Freeman. <laughs> Thanks for hanging out with us, guys. We're going to see you right here next time.